Hi, this is Ben Lowell with Back to the Bible Canada. We're continuing our marriage series today with a special interview with Isaac and Brittany Dagno. Isaac, you might know, is the leader of our In Doubt ministry, but today him and Brittany will be talking about marriage. In fact, very specifically, working towards marriage. So let's join Isaac and Brittany Dagno and Dr. John Newfeld now. Hi, it's Dr. John Newfeld here, and I have a joy of having in the studio today Isaac and Brittany Dagno. You probably know Isaac. He is the director of our In Doubt Ministries. Uh, Isaac and Brittany have been married for one year now, and we want to talk about your courtship all the way leading through to your marriage. First of all, Isaac and Brittany, welcome to the studios. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yes, delighted to have you. So well, let's just dive right yeah. in and uh, let's talk about the time when you first got to know each other. Uh, tell a little bit about, you know, how you got to know each other. Where were you and uh, and were you interested in each other right away? Yeah, so we actually met uh, like a lot of uh, couples at Bible college, you know, and uh, Brit had started halfway through the year and she was sitting in the library and I, I walk into the library and I see this beautiful girl and I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that it was, I was attracted to her physically. That's what made me first go talk to, talk to her. I went up to her and I started talking to her and no sooner did we talk that I found out that she was two years older than me. And as soon as she said that, uh, her age, I instantly kind of put her on, no, this is not realistic anymore. This is more of a dream girl because she pretty much ticked everything off my uh, checklist. Yeah. So, well, let's uh, let's ask uh, Brittany. Let's ask you. Um, did you, were you attracted to Isaac immediately when you saw him? I was absolutely. Um, he was super friendly and cute. And uh, yeah, he came up and introduced himself right away. So that was definitely one of the um, kind of things that stuck out about him. I could tell he was like genuine and and kind. Did he ask you out on a date right away? No, he didn't. No, you see, the, the issue was is that because <laughs> I, I, I put her into this dream girl category because she was too old for me, I thought at the time, because I was 18 and she was 20 years old. But I think one of the, the best things that happened is that within four months of us meeting each other for the first time and sort of getting to know each other on a very kind of you know, student to student basis, we actually had the opportunity to squeeze into a van with a 10 other students and drive around the country in the U.S. for about six weeks. And you see, this this whole trip uh, really provided a great opportunity for us to get to know how, you know, one another acted and initiated and responded. Uh, and, you know, sometimes in emotional times when you're with 10 other, you know, 20-somethings in, in a van and sleeping on church floors and so on. So that was a great opportunity to be able to find out about one another in a kind of a way that was... It's interesting. So would it be right to say to both of you that you had a friendship long before you started dating? Yeah. Maybe too much of a friendship. <laughs> okay, uh, Brittany, explain that. Well, I mean, obviously, yeah, there was an age gap between Isaac and I, and uh, which is, it's not a big deal now, but then it was. And for me, just as he put me out of his league, I was like, oh, he's under me. Like, how horrible is that? But essentially, I was like, he's too young. He Like, he can only ever be a friend because... You know, because he's just, yeah, like he's, I don't think he's going to like go for it kind of. So in that case, it was really hard to get out of that friend zone for us for a while because of the way I viewed Isaac. Okay. So you both viewed each other that way. You, yeah. you I think you liked each other. You were attracted to each other, but you saw each other that way. But some point in time that broke. Yes. And uh, talk about that. So 
it was it was it was about two years into kind of being friends, and I finally called her up and I asked her if she wanted to go on a date, and she said yes. So we went on a date, and it was wonderful. Uh, and then about two weeks later, we went on another date, and right before I had the chance to kind of ask her uh, whether or not we could actually start dating, like seriously, uh, she interrupted and said, "I need to say one more thing." And and she she said that she, because of her past relationship, she was not ready uh, to be any closer with me. So at that kind of point, I I sort of was like, "Okay, well, Brittany has said no, and that's okay." And I sort of went on with my life, and it wasn't actually two years. From that point till we actually started dating again. Oh, my. So, Brittany, you remember that, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and so from your vantage point, what is it that you were saying to Isaac? I mean, the the other guy played a part into it for sure. Like, I was kind of in between this, like, I don't know, I was figuring out some things with this guy, and it wasn't quite over with him. So there was that. But there was still the, the age thing for me just, like, it just was – it was really hard for me to get over. Um, so – in part, I, I wrote, basically, I wrote Isaac off before I really gave him a chance. Okay. But of course, some time in time, you decided you weren't going to write him off anymore. So there came that second moment. Did Isaac, after a number of years, ask you out again? Eventually, but it definitely took, we had like a mediator. <laughs> this friend told me that Isaac was pursuing these other girls and I got super jealous. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I think that's a good sign. Um, so... Uh, basically, I I shared with his friend that, um, yeah, that if Isaac hadn't wasn't serious about these girls and he knew that I was interested, then maybe like let him know that I I would consider dating him. So did the message get to you, Isaac? <laughs> oh, it, it d- definitely did. And you know, there was about uh, there's four four girls. I'm not you know proudly saying this. There's about four <laughs> girls that I was sort of you know talking with, not dating, just talking with. And you know, as soon as I heard that Brittany was interested, I it was quite uh, easy to. Um, you know, just sort Drop of... Drop him. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is a very important point here because I think I'm hearing both of you saying that when you come to the point of courtship, a formalized dating process, that you cut the ties or the flirting relationship with everybody else. Yes. Is that right? That's Absolutely. Definitely, yeah. I think that's that this leads us... This is a bridge to talk about the next issue that is before us, and that is the issue of dating. What's the point of dating? Brittany, what do you think is the point of dating? It's it's for the purpose of marriage, absolutely. Um, I think to date someone without that being on the back burner is, it's pointless, really. Um, you're looking for someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with and someone that you can do life with. And dating plays a role in figuring figuring that out. Marriage has to be there in there somewhere. I don't mm-hmm. think it's wise if it's like in the forefront of the dating part of the relationship, but it definitely has to be on the back burner. I think both parties need to be considering marriage when they start dating. Isaac? Well, when I, when I was, I would say, maybe less mature spiritually, there was a, uh, you know, girl that I was interested in. And definitely the the benefits of having a close companion, it, it was just the the fun of it and the companionship, someone to flirt with, someone to, you know, go to the movies with, someone to do these things with. Whereas when I kind of grew a little bit more spiritually and, you know, uh, Britt and I started dating, I knew at that point it was like, this is... This is more serious than just having someone to, you know, do things with. I remember listening to actually another podcast as I was beginning to date Brittany and uh, the guy on the podcast said, hey, you know, the purpose of dating is to find out as quickly as possible if this person is someone that you could marry. And, And for me personally, I knew immediately. So, you know, dating was just sort of a step 
to engagement for me. And I, I don't know if Britt could say the same thing. She was probably still figuring out, is Isaac a guy that, you know, I, I could actually marry? So the point of courtship is to come to know one another, find out who it is. And, and that's what we really want to talk about because marriage is how God has created us. Now, some people have a gift of celibacy and they will be single. But if you don't have that gift, one really shouldn't be going through playing the field and constantly dating one after another without asking the question, you know, is this for marriage? Mm-hmm. So both of you feel that way, and I think that will form for us the issue of let's talk about how your courtship actually worked out. What are some of the key issues that that you've had to learn about one another as you began to date each other? I think for me, um, my expectations for Isaac were definitely, I mean, a result of kind of that list we talked about. Um, But in my case, it was unhelpful to have such high expectations because— Like they were unrealistic and no human being could really meet them. So like for me, dating was really like learning, learning just about Isaac and giving a lot of space for um, just someone to be human around you and like not have this weird expectation that he had to be perfect and me accepting like some of those flaws because we're all flawed. Okay. So (laughs) that's very interesting. Isaac didn't meet all of your ideals. Is that is that a fair thing to well, say? Well, I it is in some cases, but I want to be clear that like my the the ideals that mattered like um, loving the Lord, um, being a kind person. Um, what are some of the other ones? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like wanting you know wanting to pursue ministry, like cer- certain things like that. Um, definitely, were like I knew that he checked those boxes, but I think the way that I saw that play out, um, I had to kind of reshape my thinking in a sense, because, yeah, it's just like I expected Isaac to be like essentially way more established than any 23-year-old would have been mm-hmm. at that time. So when we come back, what I'm going to ask both of you is what are those things that you think has to be there in the other before you can decide, yep, this is going to be the person that I want to marry? At Back to the Bible Canada, We believe we share a special relationship with our friends and listeners across the country. A relationship characterized by a common purpose, a fellowship in the gospel. This relationship, this partnership, impacts the lives of real people journeying through life's challenges, disappointments, and struggles. So when we partner in prayer or offer a financial gift, we make a tangible impact. So may I ask you to consider a special financial gift this month. Would you help us share critical biblical insight on living out God-honoring marriages and relationships? Your gift not only supports the airing of our Bible teaching programs, but allows us to make resources like Celebration of Marriage available free on CD for anyone who asks. Help us impact, sustain, and restore relationships, marriages, and otherwise. Ask for your free copy of Celebration of Marriage for yourself or to share with someone who might be encouraged. Call us at 1-800-663-2425 or visit online at backtothebible.ca. I'm back with Isaac and Brittany Dagno, and we're now talking about 
you had become a couple. You had become a dating couple that were moving towards marriage, mm-hmm. but there were things that you needed to discover about each other. Let's talk about some of those things. We might talk about what you were looking for in each other, maybe what kind of families you came from, the personalities that you have. Maybe you were also asking spiritual questions of each other. What are the kind of things that you think a couple yourselves needed to deal with? Well, I think for for sure I, I needed... Uh, to know that this person that I'd started to date was in love with Jesus because I knew that for my own kind of God was sending me into the ministry. I knew that, you know, when it comes to getting married, this needs to be someone that it's is okay with that. And it, it feels even called to that. And for Brittany, I knew that, you know, she, we, we talked about that. And I think it was quite quickly, you knew that ministry was on my mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think as a Christian, ministry should always be on your mind. I think that's all of our calling. But specifically, Isaac, in pastoral ministry, eventually in the future, our families played a big role in that because I'm a pastor's kid. So I come from that lifestyle. I know what it looks like. And I was like, it was kind of, it. that kind of life is ingrained in me, essentially. And I just think it's like our relationship with like kind of his goals and my upbringing just worked really naturally together. So in that sense, I mean, I too also like feel called to the church as well. So we like, we really aligned on those two things and uh, we just saw things just really similarly when it came to how our lives would work futuristically within the church. Did you pray together when you dated? You know what? We, we actually were talking about this and, and we didn't. And, and this is the reason why, um, you know, we both found that there can be sometimes if you're dating, it could be, it could be, I should say, could uh, be damaging to be, you know, maybe too close um, spiritually because sometimes that can kind of put on this deceiving like, oh, you're just being very holy, but it's very intimate. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wanted to protect ourselves against that sort of false uh, you know, holiness and just kind of, you know, as an excuse for intimacy. Um, and, and, you know, we didn't even tell each other, hey, by the way, I, you know, I've been praying about us, but God did uh, usually obviously come into conversation because we both were so, you know, g- God was a point of interest for both of us. So we would normally talk about theology and I, I knew the church that she came from and, and she knew the church that I came from and we knew each other's kind of mentors spiritually and friends spiritually. So there wasn't ever for me personally, this, uh, this chasm of just, I didn't know what she believed. I, I always knew, you know, about her that way. So that never was too, um, of a kind of a tough point for me. Now, both of you have an advantage. You had gone to the same Bible school together. Mm-hmm. So obviously you'd been taking the same classes. You had a foundation to talk about your faith with one another. Yes. Did that help? Yeah, you know, it did because, uh, you know, both, I think both of our churches, they were, even our, both of our churches were actually a little bit different, but we, you know, we both went to the same classes at Bible college. So that gave us a time to kind of talk about those things. And, you know, there was even some things we would do at school where we would look at each other after and be like, I wonder if that was good to do that or not, you know? So it was, it gave us a great chance to talk through those things and, and come to an understanding together. So let me switch gears just a little bit, because I want to ask both of you a very pointed question. How long did you uh, date one another before you got engaged? It's about six months. And then from your engagement to the actual marriage, how long would that have been? Six, seven six months. months. So you were, you know, in that kind of a relationship now for over a year. The pointed question is this. Did the two of you remain sexually pure throughout this whole entire process? Yes. Yes. Now, was that a challenge to do that? Did you talk about that? And talk about also how important you think that is for couples who are dating today. 
Do you want to take this one? It's immensely, immensely important. And, you know, something that I really appreciate that both Britt and I came from families that love Jesus very much. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, Brittany and her dad did this sort of purity thing, you know, when she was younger. And same thing with me and my dad when we were about like 13 or something like that. And uh, so when we came into, you know, dating and this year long uh, or six months engagement, six months dating this year before we got married, um, for both of us, we could both say that that the idea of crossing that boundary, that line was just not even there. Well, it was really, it was really ingrained in us that like, like sex before marriage is like not a biblical principle because it's not. <laughs> so for us, like coming up from the families we did come from, absolutely, it you know, is just like we knew that if we were to cross that line, it would be an act of deliberate rebellion, and we would, you know, we would have had to make that choice together. It would have been something that was very deliberate. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't have. There, it, there's no excuse to say it just kind of happened. Yeah. We would both have to make that decision if we wanted to. Um, so I, I would say that when it comes to actually sinning that way, um, it was not it was not hard for us not to. But I mean, the whole physical, you know, kind of intimacy that was definitely something that we had to make sure that we don't cross any other kind of lines. And so we wanted to put safeguards in place to make sure that didn't happen. Now, can you talk about those safeguards? Uh, what would they have looked like? Well. <laughs> I, I remember, you know, we, you know, we, we're not the couple that saved, uh, you know, holding hands and kiss uh, till the marriage day. We <laughs> definitely uh, decided that that would be something that we'd be okay to do, kiss and and so on. And uh, so what we decided to do is after a, probably about two or three times of just both of us feeling, oh, maybe we went a little bit too far. Nothing we'd be ashamed of, but we just felt like ah, we got to be safer. Um, I decided to, you know, set my uh, my iPhone alarm for you know a select amount of minutes. And uh, and then once that went off, we, we both knew like, oh, I we guess have to stop. we have to stop. And yeah. you know what? That saved us so many times. Yeah. I think it also just like, again, I think for us to have like, like fully committed the deed, it would have been like deliberate. But in a sense, like the timer, what it did, it just was like, if we were to go past this, like we know that we would be compromising the boundaries that we put together, even as a dating couple. And so we felt held accountable to that, to that timer essentially and we it was an agreed upon thing as well so we knew like okay like we gotta you know we gotta stick with this now now whether or not a couple uses a timer this is very interesting to me but (laughs) whether or not they do there's something i think that you're saying both of you had decided in advance how that you would safeguard your purity Mm. and you talked about that and you'd both committed to that. It's not that one person thought this would be a good idea and the other thought it's kind of corny, but I guess that's what he or she wants. You'd both accepted the same standard together. Yeah. yeah. So can we talk just a little bit about what you might say to couples who have crossed lines? Maybe they've gone uh, and had sexual relations with each other. Is there something that you might say to them? Well, I think, you know, the first thing is to, I mean, confession, right? Confession and and, and being open about it. And th- there was a time, this doesn't exactly relate, but there was a time in even our dating relationship that I, I needed to, you know, talk to Britt and be open with her about some stuff from the past. And, and I, you know, I brought that up to her and what she did, which I think was very honorable, is that she went to, you know, my, you know, my pastor and her pastor and she talked about that. She didn't go around and gossip or whatever. She she went and she, she talked openly and, and gathered the wisdom. So for 
couple that, you know, has crossed the line, I think that is very important that you go to an outside source that's trustworthy and talk about those things. So seek spiritual counsel and become accountable in the way that we interact. That's great counsel. Thank you for that. Now, I'd like to move one step again. And this time, let's talk about the actual marriage proposal. Uh, Talk a little bit about how that happened I think that'd be interesting for all of our listeners. (laughs) I mean, to be as cheesy as I can, it really was a dream come true because I I am a musician and um, I'd always wanted to do some professional recording. And uh, so Isaac, for my birthday, bought me a day in the studio um, where I was able to record one of my own songs that I had written. written. And uh, so it was like he bought it for me in January and we weren't recording until the summer And so the day that we were set to record, like Isaac made this whole story up, like we're going to be in the studio for the, you know, the first half of the day. And then the second half of the day, we're going downtown to meet his his siblings for dinner, whatever. So I, I mean, we had talked probably a month or two before that kind of in regards to like when the ideal wedding date would be. But like, it was still like, oh, if we were to get married, like a winter wedding would be great. But there, so like, I knew that it was probably coming sometime in the summer, but I was definitely expecting it to come like the later, in the later summer. So I had no idea basically that this was going to happen. So um, yeah, so I was totally in like, like recording mode and like music mode. And at the end of our session, um, I, yeah, walk out and Isaac was in this other room and he's standing there in a suit and the dinner that we were supposed to go to was like a dress up dinner. So I was like, why are you wearing a suit? Like it's summer and like, we're not meeting these people till like way later in the day. Like you're going to be roasting hot. I was just thinking like, this is ridiculous. And then, and then music was playing, et cetera. And I realized I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I think. I think something's happening here. Like, yeah. I think Isaac's going to propose. And uh, yeah, That's how and it happened. he yeah. got down on one knee. And- so it's something that I think the proposal itself, not just the wedding day, but the proposal itself will always be remembered. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Definitely. One last thing. Yeah. You've now been a married couple for a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, are there goals together that you as husband and wife, you know, think about it. What has God called you to be and to do? I think for us, you know, we, we, we a lot of times think of, um, how we we want to be as a couple, as a married couple, a model of you know being sharpened by one another to be more like Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know when we have friends over, when we go see other people, it's like we we think about that together and we communicate about that. Like we want uh, Christ to be kind of reflected off the way that we interact with them and also to one another. Um, so I think it's just really imp- I think that's important. Yeah, totally. And like. It's interesting, like we have, absolutely, we have goals, you know, ministry goals and career goals, but ultimately, like we always come back to like, no matter what we do in this life, we we have plans, but they might change no matter what we do. Like we always want our marriage to be pointing to the Lord and we always want the focus of our marriage to be making us more like Jesus as well. Thanks for joining us today on Back to the Bible Canada, leading you forward in your walk with Jesus every day. And just remember, we'll be continuing our marriage series for the rest of this week with two more special interviews and a message from Dr. John Newfeld on marriage intimacy. It's happening. 
After a two-year break, Back to the Bible Canada is inviting you to join us February 2018 for a Celebration Caribbean Cruise. One week of cruising pristine waters, visiting beautiful island vistas, and most importantly, joining the Back to the Bible Canada ministry team, including Dr. John Newfeld, Lafagain's Phil Calloway, special musical guests, and new friends from coast to coast in a time of reflection, refreshment, worship, and fellowship with God's people. These events have been incredibly popular, so don't hesitate to reserve your spot now and sail the Caribbean with Back to the Bible Canada. For cruise and registration information, call us at 1-800-663-2425 or visit us online at backtothebible.ca. And an important reminder to all of our Back to the Bible Canada listeners, no ministry funds are used to facilitate vacation events. The entire cost of the event is met exclusively by those who participate.